0: Are you ready to listen to a podcast? Podcast. This is TripleYourClients.com with your host, Andy Brown. Find, subscribe, and listen. Expert marketing advice to Triple Your Clients today. Now you can start listening. Welcome to episode 45 of TripleYourClients.com podcast. Another week's gone by. Hope you had a good one. Hope you've been able to get on with your business, not being distracted too much. And actually now we have into the second month of uh, 2015. You can look back and you're still on target with your goals. I talked about goals in uh, previous shows and they certainly have helped me to keep on track. I uh, must admit the uh, the weight loss one has been sidetracked a little. I think the financial elements or the pressures of getting my back return together over the last few days... I don't know what it is. I don't like doing that aspect to my business. I seem to go into a little bit of comfort eating. Uh, But we're back on track. We're getting the juicer out tomorrow. And because I've got the goals, I'm looking at the numbers and we can carry on forward. And, you know, I've got this run in Edinburgh in May, which is scaring me a little bit. But uh, it's going to get done. You know, I put it there in print and uh, I'm telling the world and there's no excuses. So, yes, goals work and i guess this time of year the 31st january 1st of february this time of year is when people start to say oh let's just forget the resolutions and just get on with the the year but the structure of goals is very important so that you can actually look back you know q1 q2 q3 q4 and really really um see results and that's what it's all about so yes hope you had a good good week and the fundamental Uh, aspect of a good week for me from a marketing terms is how good a teacher have I been if I'm putting out content have I been teaching my prospects my clients have they learned something from me from me because the essence of good marketing nowadays is you've got to be useful so what have you taught your audience this week It's sort of open-ended question but it's something to think about if you've just been promoting and you promoted the week before and promoted the week before that before that then maybe it's time to reflect on how useful you've been to your audience and have you been a good teacher? I actually plan to release quite a lot of AdWords YouTube videos. That's one of my goals, but that's not for a few months. I haven't put a lot of stress on myself by saying it's got to happen right now. But one stat I came across about um, YouTube this week is that every minute, 300 hours of video uploaded which is incredible, isn't it? It's mind-blowing. And that's why sometimes some of the, the dodgy videos or the videos that you think should be censored get through the loopholes because there just isn't the resource to review every single minute of video when 300 hours of video are being uploaded every minute. And that's why they do rely heavily on people reporting videos. And maybe you, you, up to now you might have thought, well, surely they must be on top of this. where well, they're not. There's just so much video being made and they're not uh, censoring it at the beginning. You know, by default, it goes live, and, so, and and hence, we sometimes we get some problems. So that was a bit of an eye-opener for me. But the good thing is, if you have got your content, and you're going to put it onto YouTube, and you optimize it properly, then it will be found, because a lot of people don't optimize their video. They don't even think about the fact that YouTube is a search engine, and hence, there's a lot of opportunity. In fact, many people don't, See YouTube as a search engine, and also they don't see um, Amazon as a search engine. Just as a side note, I've been doing a lot of promotion the past week with um, Kindle Publishing, and the secret there is to actually recognize the fact that Amazon uh, Kindle Publishing is a search engine, so when people are searching on keywords. Um, you've got to make sure that you add those same keywords on the back end of Kindle Publishing so your book, book gets seen. Now, I will speak about that at length because I do see a real uh, need for businesses to understand this topic because it's a great way of building a list and getting new prospects and clients. So we'll talk about that at length. I'm I'm kind of going through a testing phase at the moment, seeing what what's working and what isn't. But uh, hang around for future shows and I will let you in on any secrets I come across. So, yes, you know, let's, let's hope you're all being, being useful and, get, and getting on with, getting on with uh, teaching your audience. And if you're struggling, if you're struggling with your business and you're getting a bit annoyed when you see these overnight successes, uh, think of uh, Angry Birds. You might think that's a, a success story, which, of course, it is, but it wasn't an overnight success for Rovio. When they developed that game, they had already had 51 unsuccessful games. Uh, so many years of development for that for this Swin- uh, Finnish company, and uh, now they got thirty thousand sort of related products to do with Angry Birds, and fifty percent of their revenue is from non-game sales. Yes, so a fantastic success, but by no means an overnight success. And they had fifty-one unsuccessful games beforehand. So if you're going through a few problems with your own business and hardships, then keep plugging away and hustling because that's what it, what it takes. There's no no shortcuts, as I have found out in the past and continue to find out day, day by day. You've got to keep hustling. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, I'm going to keep it quite broad, but look at some of the, the big picture aspects to business and where and trends and where things are heading. And I put them under some, some titles here. I'm going to talk about uh, mobile, what's happening there, um, your platform and how it relates to social media. Thirdly, I'm going to talk about reviews, the importance of reviews across different, uh, uh, uh web- websites like Google, LinkedIn, iTunes, Amazon, the importance of that. And uh, at the end, a little bit of a rant, but I'm going to segue into the zero moment of truth and uh, an important lesson I, I believe for your business. So yeah, let's talk about uh, mobile b- to begin with. And the reason why that's on the schedule today or the, you know, the, my list of topics to talk about is because I read that, uh, This week, Facebook reported that half a billion users are accessing Facebook only on their mobile device, and that's up 20% year on year. And that's quite staggering to me that this number keeps increasing, whether you've got a large proportion of people, very large proportion of people, that their world and the internet just revolves around their device. They're not on a desktop they're not accessing the internet any other way. It's purely on their mobile device and you need to recognize that. And it's also, and it, uh, this, this comes out because uh, Facebook are releasing their quarterly um, shareholder report and they made $359 million from advertising in the fourth quarter of 2014. An important stat there is that 69% was from mobile rather than desktop. So yes, mobile is massive. There's no news there. Everyone knows that. But today or tomorrow is the time to look at your website on a mobile device, on an Android device, on an iPhone, on some tablets, iPads, and have a look. Is it responsive? Is it a sheer joy to navigate? Or is it a pain? Are you finding that you're searching for tabs that are easily found on a desktop but on a mobile you can't find them is the writing the text resizing or as I said before is it is it a pain are you putting your audience your prospects through an awful experience and it's not surprising they're not spending too long on your website and at this time you should be checking your analytics as well to see what percentage of your audience is on mobile and talking analytics I'm just going to let you know about a little feature that's been added to Analytics, which is very uh of a lot of interest to AdWords users, because there's a new little tool that's been uh, developed by Google in the last uh, few weeks. And it allows you to find out how many people are finding your website through long-tail terms and how many through short-tail um, terms. And by that, I mean long-tail term might be a phrase that's made up of Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine words. And a short tail word or phrase it could be one or two words, it could be three words, but you, t- you kind of get the idea. And there's a new dimension within Google Analytics, um, and it's located in the AdWords search queries report under acquisition section in Google Analytics. And it allows you to look at your traffic and it will tell you how many phrases were one word, two word, three word, four word, and you really get it an idea of where your traffic's coming from, and it's easy just to review and keep your eye on, and of course, might influence and should influence your content marketing and how much effort's being put into long keyword search versus short keyword search. I was listening to Marcus Sheridan, um who's appearing in the UK for the first time ever, in uh, september later on in the year at the uh, content marketing academy i'm just plugging that for you chris (laughs) always looking forward to hearing marcus and uh, the fact that he's actually going to be in uh, scotland in edinburgh september very exciting and the reason i mentioned him is because in a recent show he was talking about how people go after these one and two word short tail keywords and it's not really the best strategy the only the only way you're going to feature for these top words particularly in competitive industries is to start out with the short uh, longer tail keywords keep plugging away at that and in time google recognizes you are an authority and you start appearing for the shorter uh, keyword uh, phrases so there's no shortcuts there as i said at the start of the show you need to do due diligence you have to keep writing the content and good things do happen so yes, mobile. Just recognise the, the trends that are going on. Facebook are very public, as they have to be with the shareholders on the trends they're recognising. And I think it's important that you look at your own stats and realise that um, you, you've got to recognise it. You, you can't have a blind, you know, you can't turn a blind eye to it. If your website isn't responsive, then it's about time it is. Secondly, let's talk about your platform and uh i always talk about the website being almost like the the mothership and then you have all the other different uh, social websites linkedin and uh, facebook twitter vine all of these other social platforms spinning around it as if it's a satellite and your job is to uh, bring the martians bring the prospects on these satellites or these other planets i guess you could google them other planets uh bring them from the from these uh Planets onto your own Onto your own spaceship So you've got total control And that's your planet A lot of people I know Chris Chris Moore again He talks about like Your wagon wheel Of marketing So the hub Is your website And the spokes Reach out to the different um, um, Properties Like Facebook LinkedIn Just different ways of looking at it, but the the, the premise is that your platform, your your hub, your website is central to your marketing. Don't get hung up on spending too much time on different platforms like Facebook and LinkedIn. If you can't be certain, you actually are pulling people into your mothership, into the hub of your business, your website, and ultimately into your email list because that's where the money is. The money is in, in the list. And it's interesting as you look at these platforms how they're changing and you need to be really, really aware of what's happening all the time. And I was just analysing or reviewing LinkedIn and I thought when I first joined it, it was a very nice sort of cosy feeling that all my close network was on LinkedIn and that was it. That was the value that I, from Went from the early days, my early jobs, all the way through to recent years. All those connections were in that one central place. And it was hard, actually, to bring anyone else on, into your network if there was no real connection. And things have changed in the last few years. Well, one is LinkedIn. Have, LinkedIn have made it uh, easier for you to bring in people that you hardly got any connection. And they always almost want you to have this larger network. And by that, I believe that... the the value in it is, it's lessened to some degree, or maybe I should say it's, it's, it's changed. You know, it depends how you view it. I'm still trying to work it out. Um, so that's going on with LinkedIn, but something that really positive that's happening to LinkedIn, and I'm trying to take advantage of is the, what's called Pulse, which allows you to post your content up there and then you can link back, well, to any site, but importantly, your mothership to, or your hub of your marketing, your, your blog, your website. And also you can give away a free report, a lead magnet, as it were, in marketing to build your list. So it's a really good traffic generator. And particularly for businesses like, like my own, we're reaching out for AdWords clients. I can show my expertise by posting a post about internet marketing, content marketing, or specifically about AdWords. Business owners are seeing that, and then they can link back to my my website. So this is something that I see as an opportunity. I see other marketers trying it. I'm always interested when I see other posts linked up on LinkedIn. They're, they're not, they're not too, well, I wouldn't say they're spammy. Maybe marketers always ruin things, don't they? So we might get to a state where any old rubbish is put up on LinkedIn and then they're going to have to control it. But for now, if you're consistently adding content to link, LinkedIn, you're in the minority and you're making a difference and people will. I will notice it and I will comment on it if you go to networking events and you'll you know you start getting messaging from from them asking questions so yeah some different things happening there with LinkedIn but importantly you've got to draw that audience into your into your website email is the main the main essence where I think you should be getting people to and I know email just sounds so sort of boring it's like haven't we moved on to anything else but it is the fundamental communication that we have it's, it's such a personal relationship as well and i know it hasn't changed much and we want to reach out to other technologies but no email is is where it's at still and i was talking to some uh, fellow marketers recently about a website called the skim and it's an example of quite a few different uh, ventures out there where people are looking at e- emails now and thinking how can they create a community around the delivery of email and add value and create a business and i'm looking at it very carefully to see if there's opportunities for small businesses medium businesses myself and just seeing what's working and what isn't working and for example if you do check out the skim which is dot com, then you'll see an example where People are sending out, it was started by two two female students um, a few years ago, and now they've got over a million subscribers. It is a little bit US-orientated, but the essence of it is the storytelling, the community they've built. And even if you aren't up for receiving a daily news email, I would recommend subscribing just for a week or two, just to see how they're conveying news Articles with an attitude with, a, with an, um, a take on the news that you might, um, might agree with, you might not, but it, it might open your eyes to the fact that you can send more emails to your prospects and your clients if you take the time to talk about a conversation they're already having rather than create something new. There's something to be learned there, and as always with marketing, you've got to look at other examples, so ever. It's time, as always, to keep reviewing your platform and the hub of your business and also these satellites spinning around. Don't get caught up too much in any one particular if you can't guarantee you're getting success from it. For example, I have a Facebook page for my triple-year clients. I, to be honest with you, spending more time on my personal page and other groups than I am on that page. And we all know the changes that Facebook made at the beginning of the year. If you want to get exposure, you're going to have to pay for it through ads. That's the way it's changed. It's their rules. And do I want to pay for it? Well, for me, I, I'm not paying for it. My my way of reaching out for new clients is, is through AdWords. I, I don't get so much success through um, Facebook advertising. That's what my testing has shown me. For you, you might have to do some more Facebook testing. You might have to boost some of your popular posts. But don't forget, you can have 10,000 um, likes. You can have 100 likes. It's, it's kind of meaningless unless that community is generating you new, new business. You have to look at the, the stats, you look at the metrics and work out what's working for you. So yes, look at all these different platforms and work out where the value is coming from. And uh, from there, work out where you're making, making your money and then double up and double up. And uh, I always say to a lot of businesses, there's a lot of choice, but choose one platform that works really well for you and concentrate, become world class at it, and then you'll see the value and be consistent as well. If you're not consistent, then you're never going to get the long-term success you want. I'm at the beginning of a, hopefully a long journey here doing consistently, a consistent, sorry, weekly podcast. We're only in a few shows in since I changed the format I want to look back at the end of the year and see a growth, more more um, people listening in, more people talking about it, more business from it, a greater community. But it's not going to happen just by me doing the odd show now, now and again. I've, I've looked at examples and people who are consistently producing a show on a certain time of the week, at a certain um, day. Uh, the It, they create a better community in my, in my, my book. Some people can get away with it. They already got a big following, but if you can set that precedent in someone's mind, set it so that they're looking forward to a Thursday afternoon, a Friday morning, a Saturday morning, whenever that show's coming out, then you're into the mindset of your, the listener. You're starting that conversation. You're, you're setting, um, it's setting the frame, aren't you? The framework for for their week, that there's a certain point in that week where they're looking out for your show. They're getting excited about it. So that's what I'm working towards. I'm very transparent in the show why I do things and, and why you should be doing things. If you only got the resource to do two shows a month or one show a week, whatever it is, just be consistent. That's the most important thing. So thirdly, let's talk about reviews. Reviews are so important. I can't stress this enough. Uh, we we tend to not, particularly my British listeners, I think we tend to not want to ask people for reviews. It's it's very uh, it's not spammy, but you know what I mean. You you're on the back foot. You don't really want to ask someone for a review. You feel a bit awkward about it. But please, please understand that these mechanisms to collecting reviews on the different platforms are. Are critical to your success if we look at google my business not many businesses have more than two or three reviews it's incredible when you look at any type of business and you put in a town name alongside it there's not many reviews and if a business has made the effort to collect say four or five then they really stand out and that's where you want to get to so yes google wants your reviews LinkedIn, the testimonials that you leave, even today I left left a testimonial for a fellow marketer, someone that uh, I think highly of, his name's Colin Gray, he's got a great platform if you're interested in podcasting, check out thepodcasthost.com, but uh, he had helped me a lot, he's helped me a lot over the last six months since I met him at the uh, Content Marketing Academy and I felt it was about time that I left him a recommendation on LinkedIn, and I'm not asking for one back, but you know what I mean. You you know you, you help a lot of people, and, and good thing good things happen. Um, and that's how LinkedIn works. You're going to get a better ranking by having more more testimonials. People are going to believe in you more. You know when people look at your. Uh, profile they're always going to scan down and see what other people are talking about. So yes, that's important. Get asked you can I've in the past when a client has finished a project with me, I've deliberate as long as it's you know been a good relationship, I've definitely asked them for a a testimonial for on LinkedIn. And if if they're a little bit unsure how to do that, then I'll walk them through the process. So also also another example iTunes. I currently have six reviews in the UK for this show and it's not enough unfortunately there's so many shows out there and as i said before if you can if you can run over to triple your forward slash itunes and leave a very short um, review then i'd appreciate it i'll mention you on the show because it makes a lot of difference and the reason why i'm kind of plugging this is just to make you aware so that if you do start your own show do not be shy in asking for reviews uh, you'll listen to a lot of podcasts and uh, the very first thing they talk about is for a review. And you might think, well, I haven't even started listening to the show. Why are you asking for a review? It is because it makes a big, big difference in the ranking of a show. And Amazon, Amazon, um, the Kindle publishing that I've been doing recently for my latest book. And I've got a few more in the pipeline. That is completely based on reviews, your ranking. And you know what it's like if you, if you type in a search term into Amazon and you have got a selection of books, you 're more likely to buy a book that 's got some decent reviews than one that hasn 't got any you don 't want to be the pioneer with the, the the arrows shot into your back you You want to be someone that 's uh, you know confident about their purchase because you 're not going to get a refund with amazon amazon uh, Kindle publishing so you read the reviews they might be four five three star but if they sound like the, the type of book you want to read, then you go for it. But with no reviews, you're stuck, no sales. So as a publisher, that's why – Oh, sorry, as a, oh, a publisher, a self-publisher, but also as an author, you're looking for those reviews. They're critical. So Google My Business, LinkedIn, iTunes, Amazon, TripAdvisor, you name it. Reviews are everything. And if you haven't got mechanisms in your business at the moment to get reviews, then you're missing out and it's something you need to seriously consider. Next, let's talk about the zero a moment of truth. 70% of the buying decision is made before someone contacts you by the phone or email. This is a remarkable transition in how business is done and you need to be acutely aware of this. And the reason why I bring it up is a little bit of a rant, but uh, you'll get you get the point of why I'm mentioning it is because I've been on a few websites in the past few weeks. I've been looking at their frequently answered Uh, questions page and it's very limited there's only like three or four questions on there or four four or five whatever it is it's very limited and at the end you tend to get the spill where it says if you can't find the answer to any of the questions queries please do not hesitate to contact us and my head drops (laughs) and I think "Ah, you're missing the point because people are not going to reach out and ask that question they're going to move on to someone else who's answering that question so you need to make sure that every question that's being asked about your product or service is answered online because people are making their decision to use you before they pick up the phone. You don't really even have to do a sales pitch on the phone when they ring you. You just have to sound like a normal, friendly human being. You've already done the selling bit because you've been marketing correctly on your website. You're being useful. It goes back to how I opened the show about being a teacher. So When you're doing this page where you're answering the questions, yes, you can have all the questions on one page. But if you seriously want to SEO your page, you need to have a question and an answer per page. So you can actually get all the tags right and the title right and the description right per question. It's a lot of work to do, but it's thoroughly worth it. So if you're going on your website at the moment, you're looking at the questions page And you have some sort of comment that says, if you can't find the answer to any of the questions above, please do not hesitate to contact us. That kind of lingo, then it's time to sit down with a cup of coffee away from a computer and just pretend you're a customer or a prospect and jot down every single question you can think of. And then ask your staff, see what questions they come up with. And you'll probably have a list of about 50 to 100 different questions and then each question, if you can get it answered in, um, don't do one word answers or one sentence answers. Try and be extensive and uh, thorough in your research or your reply. And it could be 100 words, 200, 300 words. Try and uh, cover all the bases and create a fully a full answer to each question. And you really are the teacher, the educator and become the authority in whatever market you're in. So kind of a, a rant, but it's uh, it does segue into the Serum Moment of Truth. And I have mentioned it before. If you go to a search engine and you put in Serum Moment of Truth and put the word Chris Marr, M-A-R-R, he's written a very good uh, article on this subject. And it's a great reminder that we need to all be thinking like that. As ever, all the different uh, articles, posts, resources I mentioned in the show, I mentioned on the show notes, And you can reach those on tripleyourclients.com forward slash 45. That's the number. If you do that, then you can uh, have an in-depth look at all the different uh, topics I've mentioned and look at the big picture because today's show has really been about the big picture. We've mentioned mobile, where that's all heading, how your website sits amongst all these different social media platforms. Thirdly, the importance of reviews. And fourthly, the zero moment of truth just to make you realize that people are doing more research online for your product and service than ever and uh, making sure they almost know the decision who they're going to go with before they even contacted you. So it's imperative that you get every single question answered on your website and it's no longer a brochure website, it's something that people can actually read and be educated on. So, yes, thoroughly enjoyed today's show. Like I say, a bit of a big picture, trends, what's going on, beginning of the year, where is it all going to go, where are you going to put your efforts in? Um, As I said before, be consistent in whatever you choose. Make sure it's of a high quality. Make sure it's engaging, compelling. Don't uh, dismiss email marketing. It's a pivotal part of most businesses and it should be yours. It's how you can have a personal conversation, and I don't mean having... Uh, one promotion after another. There have been, particularly over the Christmas period, there were a number of businesses that were emailing me because I bought their product and then it was one promotion after another and I had to unsubscribe. And what I really wanted to know, I wanted to see videos of people making the products. I wanted to see pitch to the staff. I wanted to understand what motivated the founder to create the business. I wanted to understand how everyone was going to be celebrating Christmas. I didn't need another pitch of the product. I already bought the product and it was turning me off. So if you avoid those mistakes, then email marketing will work for you. So that's the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Have a great week. Let me know what you're doing. I'm on Twitter, Andy T Y C. Get back to me. Let's let's get chatting. I'm always here to help you, particularly with your AdWords. That's where I get my income. That's how I pay my mortgage. That's how I buy dog food for my bulldog, Sid. All my business is revolves around AdWords, that's how I help my clients, but as you can tell from this podcast, I am passionate about content marketing, all other kinds of marketing, and I believe I have some value to give to you, but more importantly, if you let me know what's going on in your business, then I can share that with you, or share my opinion, you can share what's working for you, and we can have a communication, we can have a conversation, and we can actually... uh, crack this game <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of uh things to be working out what's working what's not i mentioned linkedin and pulse to me that's very exciting at the moment a lot of people jumping on instagram seeing a lot of success there i mentioned that last week with the hashtags check that out because that really really is working you have to put a little bit of time and effort in there work out your hashtags but yes you can increase your audience rather than just having like one hashtag so yes you probably understand or you're probably getting hit by a lot of information but if you can listen to the guys out there actually doing it working with clients and being transparent then I believe you're going to get the success I can't, we can't do the hard work for you <laughs> it's funny when people come up to me and go Andy it's easy for you you're a marketer oh I wish it was I have to look at my own time in my own week and work out what percentage of time and effort I'm going to put into my own marketing versus creating um content for clients and also uh creating um ad sort of adwords um marketing plans and proposals and all that kind of good stuff so even if you're a marketer it's not easy we're still sort of struggling along looking at the game i guess we're, ve- we're better wired into the fundamentals and we, we we are more aware of the trends that's only because we're living and breathing it Obviously, I don't know anything about your business and equally you're wired into that and you understand it much better than myself or any kind of a customer or prospect. So, yes, there's a lot of experts uh, out there, a lot of shows. It's a good time to be online. It's a good time to be marketing. Uh, See you next week. Take care and enjoy everything that life offers you. Cheerio. Bye. Have you ever wished you had more visitors to your business website, where you switch a button and instantly benefit from a steady, consistent stream of new potential clients and customers? One such proven way to do this is by using Google AdWords. Unfortunately, many businesses fail to take advantage of this opportunity, make huge mistakes, and waste their marketing budget. This is why I recommend you head over to tripleyourclients.com and grab Andy's free 44-page report on the 17 ways to maximize your Google AdWords ROI today. Simply enter your name and email on the homepage to have full access to Andy's special report within seconds.